0: Welcome to The Shallow Dive on Koheles, the book of Ecclesiastes. Join us as we explore the treasures gathered by King Solomon. I hope you enjoy. Let's begin chapter 11, Pekida Aleph, Pasuk Aleph. Shalach l'achmofo Al Cast your bread. Upon the face of the waters, timtza enu. For in the multitude of days, you will find it. Tagum explains, o parnasusach. Extend your bread, the bread of your sustenance. Laniyeh, to the poor. De oslin, Vissefinon that are traveling, going in boats al apeima on the face of the water. The first nakuda here that he's introducing, the tagum is introducing over here, the casting of bread it does not mean for some type of feeding the fish. It's, it's, Although the minister says there is such a marshal, but there's no need for it. We're talking about, says the Tagum, sharing one's sustenance, which implies a degree of personal sacrifice, not just your bread, but the bread of your sustenance. So there is an element of sharing at personal cost, personal self-sacrifice for the poor that are going, traveling the ship, sailing off into the horizon. The implication is that you will never see them again. You're not just talking about a local beggar or something that either you want to make sure he doesn't mug you or maybe he's nice to you, maybe he tells you a nice joke. You will never see these people again as far as you know. These people that are Sailing off into the distance, but share your meal with them, the bread of your own sustenance Arum idon Yomin because after a period of time of days, Sagin many days, Tamon there tishkach agre, there you will find your reward in the world to come. So do not be concerned that this is a poor investment, that this self-sacrifice is not going to yield any fruits. On a personal level, this is a well, a a, a well-reasoned out investment that will result in a reward in the world to come. I and mean, the fact that these poor people may likely never be able to repay you, that's not really your consideration. There will be a reward to come, and that should help the person guide themselves to more aggressively give tzedakah. Although it's not lishma, It's not for its own sake. Normally we would say that a person should try and do a mitzvah for the ideal to serve God because that is the best thing a person could do. So the motivation here is Shiloh Lishma. It is a not it's not altruistic. The person over here is being encouraged by King Solomon to exert themselves to share their own bread, their own meal. They're not gonna be as full. There's there's a real cost here on a personal level. It's hard. They see no gains. They should push themselves to do it and use the motivation of a future reward even though that's less than ideal. The says, a person should perpetually engage in doing the right thing even for less than altruistic motives. Use whatever motives you can muster to do the right thing. When you know that's the right thing, don't Limit yourself to only the most pious motivations. Look at the achievements that you're seeking to accomplish and use whatever motivations you can to accomplish. Particularly in the mitzvah of tzedakah, we find that the motivation is of less significance. There's a debate about the relative importance of one's motivation, of course, in the ultimate analysis, when God will judge us, he will determine, in in the most precise calculus, he knows us better than we know ourselves, exactly every nuance within our motivation that we hadn't recognized, thought of, and he will scrutinize everything in his ultimate judgment. But within the realm of tzedakah, the consequence of fulfilling another person's lack—that is the overwhelmingly most consequential facet of the mitzvah of fulfilling this divine will—to assist him, as it were, in sustaining his creation. And we find that although kavana, intention, is important, there's a debate, kavana? kavana?" without getting into the exact parameters, there's obviously an important facet of a mitzvah through kavana, through one's intentions, But in the realm of tzedakah, it is of uniquely de-emphasized import. We have multiple places where that's clearly described. For example, we are encouraged to test God, as it were, in the realm of giving tithes, of giving tzedakah, which counterintuitively will increase a person's wealth. Normally, ask any financial planner, They will not tell you, yeah, give charity, and that will help you become wealthy. It's not a straightforward, simple, mathematical result. It is from God. And the encouragement to do so, to even test God, as it were, shows you that this less than honorable motivation to give tzedakah with the intent to increase one's own wealth is okay God says bring it test me so we, we see that it's that the balance of the act with the intention is s- stacked towards the act when it comes to tzedakah we find other places as well in the agricultural laws like a chikha shikha forgetting. If somebody has a bundle that has been forgotten, there's a mitzvah to leave it there. One can, by definition, not have intentions to leave it there and fulfill this command. One has to forget. The intentions are entirely absent from the fulfillment of this mitzvah. The poor person gets the bundle, two thumbs up. Perfect. You forgot it. Your mitzvah is just to leave it there. There was no intentionality there. So we see within the realm of tzaddaka, it's unique. We have a mendresh also that says if somebody loses their wallet and a poor person picks it up and they're able to sustain themselves from that, the one who lost the wallet will get a reward for supporting the poor. He didn't try to lose his wallet. And there's not even a mitzvah there, but it's similar to shikha. That he will receive a reward because, in fact, his assets were utilized in a manner that helps sustain God's creation. So here we are encouraged to push ourselves within the realm of tzedakah and not be concerned Why should I serve God with intentions to receive a reward in the world to come? Mishnah says, don't do that. Over here, it is even encouraged. Whatever it takes, even though in general a person is encouraged to use a less than ideal motivation, as long as the focus is on the fulfillment, not on the motivation itself, but just as a tool, as a tactic to achieve the right goals, here it seems to have a, a greater encouragement that it's more ideal to use a shalolish ma than in other mitzvahs. More ideal to use the, an ulterior motive. Let's see Rashi. Shalach lach shalach lach perform goodness and kindness for man, that your heart tells you about this person, you will never see him again. In your assessment, there will never be another interaction with this human being. Like a person, casting his meal on the water it sounds like a bad plan where's his money going somewhere that he's never gonna see anything from it nonetheless we are encouraged o <speaking in Hebrew> There are days that are coming. To tashlamecha. you will receive your payment, your reward. See what is described, said concerning Jethro. Call him that he shall eat bread. Yisro said to his daughters, how did you get home so quickly? Normally it took them much longer. These is a... They said they received assistance from this Egyptian fellow. Sover Shuhumitsri below your honor, oh, Yisro thought he was an Egyptian. I'll never see him again. Mahayosofo, nonetheless, he said, call him, I invite him for a meal. In Yisro's mind, he was doing a kindness with no anticipation of receiving anything. In return... Even though, in essence, this was a repayment of a kindness that he received. So they helped you. We are indebted to him. So, nonetheless, he is still credited with his altruism, remarkably. Sovo, what was his end? Nasa Xassanop, became his son-in-law. He got a son-in-law out of the deal. Not bad. Umolach al Yisrael, and not just any son of Allah who ascended to reign over the Jewish people, the very chosh of a son of Allah, Moses, not bad for a son of Allah, not only that, he was instrumental in bringing Yisrael under the wings of the Divine Presence, as it were, bringing him close to God. What could be greater than that? That's even better than having a temporal leader for a son-in-law. And he also merited to have his children and descendants to sit in the area of the temple designated for the Sanhedrin, for the highest court to judge. So Yisra certainly gained tremendously. All because he said, that Egyptian man that we'll never see, call him, invite him for lunch. Bring him back. And in fact, so it was for Yisra. He gained and gained and gained. Let's see the Ibn Ezra. This is an admonition to one of means to be generous. And his hands should be open to the one he recognizes as well as to the one who he doesn't recognize. You should not restrict his generosity to those that he knows. So there's a bit of a qualification here in the Ben Ezra that this is the recommendation for one who is of means, Mm Yeshlo. if somebody is endowed with means, they should cultivate extra generosity within themselves. And the extension of that generosity is not only to those that he knows, but those whom he doesn't have any recognition of them, just to be nadiv, to be generous. Some say that it's referring to a pool of water. And there are fish in the water. Evaina so appears that we don't have any need for this additional representation of the parable. We can understand it without introducing fish in a pool. Let's see in David. Shalach don't think that the waters will carry it to a distance in a manner that this bread will never be found. Because in the abundance of days, it will be found. This is a parable. Lomar, meaning to tell a person, give your bread from your bread, even to one that in your assessment, you'll never see him again. There's no anticipation of reciprocation. Because nonetheless, after many days, because, nonetheless, after many days, You will receive from him a reward, some reciprocity. Masuz David is saying, from that person himself, even though you don't anticipate it, somehow you will be the beneficiary through him, through him, through his descendants, your descendants through his descendants. Somehow, this is actually coming back. Not like Tagum said by the reward of God, which, of course, any reward is from God. But the idea that the Matsudas David is adding is through this person. Somehow, you will find it from him. Even though you don't see how. It seems too distant. It seems impossible. You're never going to see him again. Somehow, in the abundance of days, of generations, is going to happen. You will receive somehow a dividend from this act of kindness in a more direct sense. Through him, he will be a vehicle because of your kindness to perform a kindness for you. Let's see the Telumas Chachma. Shalach apne cast your bread upon the waters, the face of the waters. This is a warning to the wise. Ibn Ezra said to the one who has means, in a physical sense, wealth. Chachma is saying, one who has wisdom. Even if he sees that the generation is not accepting rebuke. McCormick, nonetheless, still give them rebuke. So there's the parallel here that he doesn't see this investment of his yielding results, although he's learning it in a, in a different venue, not the giving of bread, of sustenance in a physical sense. But of guidance. Tochacha. Vilechem hukinu ila Torah. We do find bread is a handle, a parable of Torah, of divine enlightenment. Omar, Tazit, Patera Torah, Aderechatov, la'am. He is being told to be conscientious and give the enlightenment of the path that is good for people. Even though in the person's own assessment, and we're talking about a wise person, in their own assessment. lo These words of guidance will not help this generation. In his assessment, they're falling on deaf ears. Nonetheless, he should not entirely refrain from giving them guidance. In your own assessment, from the perspective of the wise person, he sees that he is sending this Torah to people. It's like casting bread onto the water which has no, be- no benefit, no gain. There's no purpose. Why would a person throw their meal into the water? Why would a person invest their energies on people that, in his own estimation, have no likelihood of receiving this guidance towards bettering themselves? Therefore, I am telling you, that this is nothing. There is nothing in this, meaning this calculus, that the Chacham is concerned. Why waste his time? It's a mistake. <laughs> because in the abundance of days, you will find it. <laughs> it's impossible that you will not have an impact To some degree. It's impossible that you won't have some penetration, some word that will make their way into the heart of one person in the abundance of days of giving this Tochacha. It's going to make a difference. So don't think that it's a waste of time. Even if it looks like this is unlikely to pay off, Talmud's Chachma is saying that the Chachma will find a recipient who is on some level. Maybe not the whole message, but some word, some element will resonate with a person and they will be elevated by it. So it's not a waste. Obviously, it's not an encouragement to be mochiach to give tochacha, to give rebuke in a way that is to the detriment of the listener. We find the it tells us, often, depending on the context, if the person hears the rebuke and then will turn their sinning from inadvertent to willful, then the one giving the rebuke has not done any favors for the one who is rebuked. It's only made it worse. If the person now has become hardened in his path of sinfulness, that's certainly not helpful. So it's not a negation of that Maymachal by any means. We're talking about it in a context where the Chacham doesn't see a gain. It's not that he sees a loss. If he sees a loss, then he should. Be careful not to issue rebuke that could backfire. That's not what we're talking about. Here we're talking about where he sees no gain. It's just not going to help. Worried it won't help. If you don't see a downside, there is an upside. It's impossible that there won't be some element of upside if one persists in sharing Chacham even with those that they perceive as not receptive. There's a story that's quoted in Avast Rabi also in the Medrash House Rabba, Slight variation on the story. In chapter 3, Brais Tess. There's a story with one pious person. Shehoyerogil B'slaka. He regularly gave charity. Pamahas. Holoch Vyoshabasvina, once he went and sat on a boat. Boharuach, the wind came, Vitovas Finosbyon, and caused the boat to sink. Rauhu Rebyakiva Rabbi Kiva saw the whole thing. Both Nebezdin, Lhoid Al Ifto, Linus, came to court to give testimony. It's a terrible thing. I saw the guy. I saw his ship sink and sadly the widow is a widow she should be allowed to remarry ad ace lamot is waiting in line didn't get up yet to give his testimony in court ba <laughs> the man came in ba <laughs> the guy came in and stood before him. Amalei, are you the guy that drowned in the sea? Amalei, he said, yep, yeah, that's me. And who brought you up from the sea? What are you doing here? Amalei, shasisi, he The charity that I performed, that is what brought me up from the sea Amale me anatia dea keep you know Amale keshirati la mama when i started sinking to the depths shamati korash godo megaleom i heard a great commotion from the waves of the sea jezu amalezo The waves were saying to one another to quickly transport this person, bring him up, this man, from the sea, because he performed charity all his days. So he heard it from the waves. At that moment, Rekiva began speaking, the Omar, and declared, Blessed is God, the, the judge, the true judge, the God of Israel, Shabbat who has chosen, in the words of the Terah, Divine Enlightenment, and in the words of the sages, Shudivre Terah, the words of the Torah and the words of the sages are established for eternity. Shanema, <speaking in Hebrew> as the verse states, in Koheles, Perakid Aleph, Shalach Lach Mocha Nehamayim <in> Kibedor Hayomim <Hebrew> Tumtenu. The old Ksiv, and we have a further writing in Mishlei, Perak <speaking> Yud, <in> Ustokatatsuimavas, <Hebrew> and charity saves from death. So apparently the Diver would be the mitzvah of tzedakah. And the Diver Chachamim is from Shlomo Malach with the encouragement for a person to push themselves to give tzedakah. The Medrash and Kohalas Rabbah on this Pasuk Shalach lach Amar Rebi Be'vai if you seek to perform tzedakah, which literally is righteousness, do so with those that toil in tarot. The waters that we are describing over here are the words of tarot. On the face of the water, as the verse states in Isaiah 55, An injunction to all those who are thirsty to go to the waters. So here the encouragement of performing tzedakah is enmeshed with Amele Tara, those that are toiling in Tara. And in fact, in the laws of Tzedakah, we find that there is a preferential hierarchy of which Tzedakah should be given. There are different priorities. There's a, a lot of good causes out there. How does a person decide how to allocate their Tzedakah there are a lot of good causes. Here, we find a source for the idea that there's a premium on giving tzedakah to Amele tara those that are toiling in the Torah. So the Lachmachah is tzedakah, but it's Alpnea It's not giving just strictly the bread in a vacuum but on the face of the water, in the context of those who are toiling in Torah. Remarkably, it doesn't say Tamid chachamim per se. It doesn't say that they're necessarily scholars, but they are toiling to apprehend divine wisdom. That is the priority within tzadaka. According to the Medrash. Amele Torah. Somebody has different options of who needs and who is a good investment, as it were, with their Tsadaka money. So Amele Torah have a, a premium it's an ideal way of giving tzedakah we saw the story of Rabbi Kiva and of we have a similar account over here in Kuala's Rabba. here he's called Talmud Chacham instead of the Chassid not that there's a stero, it's not a contradiction, could have been both. In the account over here, in Kolas Rabba, Rabbi Kiva says to him, my son, what deeds do you have in your hand? To have been worthy of this miraculous salvation? Omar pogabi ish echod miske. When I entered the boat, I met a fellow who was destitute. So this fellow said to enrich him, literally, but to share with him from his provisions. And this Samad gave him one fig cake. Amak ma'di, after li, nafshi, matnoch. Cain, you see, I have loch, nafshach. And this poor person gave him a blessing. He said, Just as you have given me, my soul, through your gift, by sustaining me, so too shall your soul be given to you. That you should be given. In in a manner of tzedakah, of, of kindness, your life. And I declared upon this person, this verse, cast your bread upon the waters, meaning, this poor person's blessing was fulfilled, that was the merit of how he was miraculously saved.